Because I had arrived late, my drinking was out of sync with the rest of the groups, so when Andrew drained the last of his IPA and announced that he'd have to go, I still had two-thirds of a pint in front of me. Rich said he'd get one last drink to keep me company. I felt like I'd won a prize in a raffle. In return for seeing Rich's friends, I was being rewarded with a bonus mini-date, just me and Rich. I'd have to be up early to open the cafe, even earlier than usual, I remembered, because I wouldn't be cycling, but it would be worth it. I thought. Time with Rich was always worth it. He ruffled the hair on the back of my head as he returned to the table, and I smiled up at him. Were you here for Shanice's story? He asked as he sat down. I could hear the hint of a slur in his words. I caught the ending, I said, bit of a bombshell after seeing him for that long. Well, Rich said, clinking his glass against mine, I suppose you and I were seeing each other casually for a long while before we committed. Sure, I said, though I felt he was skipping a lot of our courtship and summing it up like that. But at the end of it, we were committing to one relationship each. The corners of Rich's mouth slid downwards into the expression of an unhappy clown, the face he always made when he disagreed with something but wasn't sure if he could be bothered arguing. By the way, I said, leaning in, do you reckon Olga's pregnant? What? She was drinking tonic with no gin for the evening. And... And, I said, when Kev went up to the bar, I noticed he poured it into her glass while he was up there, which I think means she wanted to hide it. Rich laughed. Perhaps you're reading a little much into it. But yeah, he said, the Shanice thing, I take your point. That guy really was a bit two-faced about it all. I mean, I don't know if you were here for the bit when he suggested they go on holiday together. I shook my head. Rich and the others had picked over the story at length already, so why was he insisting on circling back to it? And I see what you mean, he went on. If he had been honest and made sure everyone was aware of the situation, then maybe they'd all be happy with it. I didn't think I had made the point Rich was now agreeing with. Somewhere at the back of my head, muffled by the haze that descends after two and a half pints, an alarm bell began to ring. Maybe, I said, although that's quite a big if. And, Rich said, his gaze drifting into the middle distance, I suppose that polyamory, which was what he was suggesting, is one thing, but there are degrees as well. Degrees, I repeated. The alarm was growing louder, and I wanted to steer the conversation away from this subject, but had no idea how. I looked at the glass in my hand, and briefly considered dropping it. Well, Rich went on, for instance, one could have a relationship that was open, say, sexually, but was otherwise a loving, monogamous unit. Rich tended to adopt this abstract way of forming sentences whenever he wanted to bring up something awkward, or something that was bothering him. If I suggested seeing a slasher movie he didn't fancy, he would start to muse aloud about the morality of the horror genre until I took the hint and suggested something else. Sure, I said, one could have that kind of relationship. Rich picked up his sunglasses from where they'd been resting on the table and began polishing them with a stray napkin. From the way he fumbled with the lenses, I could see that he was a bit drunk. I loved Rich in summer mode, when the careful, methodical side of him took a step back and was replaced by something a little more carefree, less controlled. He left the glasses on the table and looked at me from under his brow. Is it something you've ever done? he asked. What? An open relationship? I laughed. <laughs> what do you think? I asked. 
Rich knew pretty much my entire romantic history, and given how brief it was, I felt it was obvious that I'd have mentioned something like an open relationship before. Is it something you'd be interested in? he asked. The alarm in my head stopped ringing, replaced by a deep, dark roar. I put down my glass and rested my hands on the table, attempting to tether myself to something solid and unbreakable. I've... I've literally never thought about it, I said. Is it... Do you think it's something you'd be interested in? As soon as the words were out of my mouth, I realised they sounded more like an invitation than a question. Unlike Rich, I was no good at speaking in the abstract. Rich smiled in response, and with his mussed-up hair, his face shaded by the day's beard growth, he looked suddenly wolf-like, almost dangerous. Despite the roaring in my ears, I felt a sudden urge to rip that beautiful, pristine shirt off him. I might be interested, he said, his smile growing. It could be fun, I suppose. I didn't say anything. Assuming the confusion and panic I felt would show on my face, I waited for Rich to laugh, to say he was only joking. I didn't particularly care whether he'd be telling the truth, I just wanted to hear him say it. But instead, he trailed his hand across the table towards mine and gently ran his middle finger across my knuckles. Maybe it's something we could try, he said. For the second time that evening, I felt as if the ground had opened up beneath me and that I had been launched forward through space. I wondered if the landing would be as painful this time round.